sing us further into fall, as we all know. It's very exciting. And um, good morning again, Berkshires and beyond, listening on the World Wide Web. Welcome to another edition of What's Your Sign? I have your number. I'm your host, Sharita Starr, here for the next hour on WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington, and for those listening on the World Wide Web at BerkshireRadio.org. Today's show celebrates the star secrets of J. Courtney Sullivan, a native of our Massachusetts state originally, from the Boston area, who has received national acclaim with her first novel, Commencement, as she adds the title of a New York Times bestselling author to her growth list of accomplishments. Why did writing a novel immediately put her on the map as a star, stellar novelist? Well, we're about to tell you all about how Courtney is right in tune with all of her amazing star secrets. Lost in the beauty of the sky, Welcome back again, Berkshires, and to those listening on the World Wide Web to another edition of What's Your Sign, I Have Your Number. And again, I'm your host, Sharita Starr, here to tell you all about the planetary goodness in our zodiac skies today, Tuesday, the 2nd of November, 2010. Before we get started in our present planetary skies, I'd first like to wholeheartedly thank you listeners for all of your support during our recent locally grown fun drive in October. We couldn't have done any of it without you. Everyone was tuned in to the universal plea of the current Venus retrograde to be charitable at WBCRLP. WBCRLP. I'd also like to especially thank my listeners and my terrific Tuesday team that I day captained. It was much, much fun. And each and every person involved with the stellar community was incomplete and incredible. Uh, throughout the whole fun drive, the locally grown fun drive, and there isn't a doubt that there were no eyes in the mix, as this was an all-true team effort. Together, everyone achieved more. Are you having fun with the ongoing review, redo, reflex, relax, and rejuvenate as our Venus retrograde continues? This passage is all in relation to what you value and cherish within your life, especially within any of our partnerships. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, you've received um, relationships from the past resurfacing or you're focusing on the ones that you currently have. The universe at present is asking to consider what they mean and what they have taught you about what you ideally desire from them in your life. Again, this is not a time to move money around 
for, uh, for long-term gains with your intentions. Bargains, however, should be scooped up. Avoid luxury purchases, beauty enhancements, and embarking upon new relationships for the long term during this passage, which began upon the 8th of October and will continue through the 18th of November. More in current planetary news, we find our sun is at 10 degrees Scorpio today, as our season of autumn is intensely transforming our landscape right before our eyes. Especially if you are listening at present from the northeast, you've been noticing a lot more bare trees over the past week, haven't you? Yes, the power of our present death and rebirth sign of Scorpio, that is the power of it uh, that is going on right now. It's all about that transformation. And as our sun passes through any sun sign, this is where you will feel the current energy of the sun casting light to where this sign sits within your zodiac pie. So, as Scorpio probes on, look forward to some investigation where the eagle has all the scope in this section of your life. Today's energies of the sun at the 10th degree of Scorpio means that this sun-guided degree, which is the 1 plus 0, reduces to 1 again, and it asks that we adhere to protection and benevolence while imagining what we wish to ordain. The 10 tells us on a collective level that we should remember that discipline is the only way dominion can formulate within our lives. Our special guest today, whom I will be introducing you to in just a few more moments, just so happens to be on the karmic path of the 10, and we'll be talking a lot more about what the meaning of this number is, and it has certainly been, definitely been ringing some incredible truth in the current success that J. Courtney Sullivan um, is reaping in her new novel discipline. As we look to the second November calendar date, we see that the moon guides this sensitive and imaginative number. Two energies are all of our chicken-for-the-soup vibrations, always taking care of and nurturing those around them, as well as enjoying any act of charity. Should there be some imagining and ordaining within the home today, for sure you can bring on some necessary changes. Our current moon has been in the sign of Virgo since 11.51 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Halloween. The collective's feelings and emotions have been engaged in the energy of the Virgin, feeding reserved, analytical, and practical energies. Even though unassuming, industrious, and adapting emotions are easily aroused, be aware of nitpicky, timid, and aloof feelings. Ideally, under a Virgo moon, a limited instinct can be fueled into being of service and focusing upon ironing out those details. Being Virgo is also interested in our health and habits. You've probably been a little more aware of the amount of Halloween candy you've been indulging in. Well, it is a treat, my dear stars, so try not to worry too much. Halloween only comes once a year. You've got 11 other Virgo moons to start improving your habits upon throughout the calendar year. We are currently in a waning phase of the moon as we are now reflecting in the diminishing light from our full moon in Aries upon the 22nd of October. As always, this is the time of the month we are best to spend time reassessing those initiations and beginnings we instilled within our previous waxing period. We'll conclude this waning phase upon the 6th of November, as our new moon kicks off this month in Scorpio. Then, once more, it'll be the perfect time to start putting out into the universe those fresh starts and actions anew that you wish to see long-term success with. Keep in mind that Venus is still retrograding, so don't go signing for big luxury purchases or move finances around for better results until after she is moving forward again upon the 18th of November. Another Venus retrograde tip for you listeners is to go out there and indulge in some art or nature, for it is one of Venus's favorite things besides money. Revealing creative adventures is totally Venus retrograde approved, so if you have some unfinished projects, the creative inspiration that will find you will surely surprise you beyond your wildest dreams. 
Speaking of creative inspiration, have I got a truly amazing treat for you all today. Not only is our honored guest creative and inspired, she is ever witty and oh so clever with words. She is also reaping some pretty handsome rewards as it is more than evident that she is following the optimal path her very own star secrets provide for her. Jay Courtney Sullivan has, before the age of 30, already become a national best-selling author with her very first novel, Commencement. The New York Times book review has said of our very special guest today, Brave Sullivan excels at close-up portraits, a novel with so much verve. Aside from the beginnings of a star novelist career, Sullivan's writing has appeared in the New York Times Book Review, the Chicago Tribune, New York Magazine, Elle, Glamour, Men's Vogue, and the New York Observer, among others. She is a contributor to the essay anthology The Secret Currency of Love and, clo- and co-editor of Click, When We Knew We Were Feminists. Her second novel, Maine, will be published by Kampf in June of 2011. It is an honor and live from New York City to have Jay Courtney Sullivan, Star Talents, with us today. And you can also learn more about Courtney and her work on the web by checking out www.jcourtneysullivan.com. A gorgeous good morning to you, Courtney. Welcome to the show. Good morning to you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. We're, we're so happy that we could catch you because you've got so much things happening, like <laughs> amazing things happening. Always on the run. You're always on the run. Well, I mean, one thing we'll tell you, you're a Gemini, ri- even though um, we'll get into your birthday, but you have a Gemini rising, so you for sure you're always on the run. <laughs> <laughs> it is part of your, um, that's part of your gifts there that you're meant to uh, be sharing us with. So tell us when your birthday is. We don't need to know. I mean, we said that, uh, we, we know that you're before the age of um, 30 here, but we, we won't give the exact age, but... Uh, well, I, I'm just pushing that. I'm 29, so I'll say it. <laughs> Should <laughs> be honest. I barely, barely made it under the cut. But, um, but so my birthday is August 10th, uh, 1981. Yes, and this, um, it, you have such intense, you're amazingly intensely guided by the sun by, by that birthday. Um, you fall under, of course, you're born under a Leo sun, um, under the you have what is your exact degree of your son you're a 17 degree leo son which is also very interesting that um when you look to the number 17 um when, when you get into the numbers um what you're doing here in this lifetime is meant to be remembered long after you so for sure being a writer is one way to to get that done because once it's in print there's really it's really hard to take it out of that context right <laughs> That's true. And you also, now we know that the, the our Leo, any Leo sun sign is your um, influential planet there is the sun itself. Um, also being born to the 10th day of the month grants this also sun guidance. Um, as you look to what the 10 and the 1, we were talking about, 10 and the 0, talking about that before, is also guided by the sun. Um, and then when we look to your life path, all the day, all the numbers in your birthday add up to a 28, which when you reduce that to a single digit, you get to an 8 to 10 to 1. So you're all sun, darling. <laughs> you're like on the stage all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're the initiator. The, the one's um, energy is all about being the initiator in life. And... Um, if you weren't doing it yourself, you'd find it really hard to follow um, things. It, you're really not meant to follow. Um, you're the one 
bringing it all into your own organization and and you just have this amazing energy behind you to attract things to you um, relatively easily actually um, yeah it's, it's it's not too hard and another fun thing now we, we know obviously know that you're a writer you've been writing and and how long have you when you were a child did you know that this is what you wanted to do pretty much I you know I always wrote short stories from the time I was probably six or seven mm -hmm. and, you know um, I uh, I wanted to be a writer for sure but I also wanted to be an actress, a fashion uh -huh. designer, a hairstylist. <laughs> I had no conception that you couldn't do all of these things at once. And I'm a lawyer. I thought I would just do all of those, but I, I had to do one. <laughs> you, you probably could dabble in all of those things. It's funny all the things that you listed. Um, the Leo, or any one energy, is very concerned with their hair because yeah. it's, it's like the Leo, the symbology of the lion is with the mane. So, very funny that you thought of that, that if you had gravitated to that, I'm sure you'd have a, a rockin' hair salon right now. <laughs> <laughs> and But, of course, um, anybody with the strong sun guidance loves to be on the stage. So, I wouldn't be surprised if you could cross over at some point in your life, maybe, and dabble in the acting a little bit. Um, I've got some predictions from your name that I think um, you may be doing that in the future. Or that people may be taking your words and doing that, but but we'll get to that. Um, some fun stuff. So, being born to this um, karmic path of the ten, um, it when we get into the meanings of numbers and stuff, the Chaldean is uh, numeral numerological system is the one that I follow and and teach and consult with, and um, the ten means the wheel of fortune, um, and it is. Just it's a stellar number, but it's always about like in your life you always will see these huge like wheels of transformation go on. Like you'll start something and then it comes to a conclusion and then there's something else that comes right away and, and you keep doing this like sweeping you know, this whole thing and, and there's some interesting things about what this number um also means. It uh, has a few things, and we'll quote the Chaldeans, that every event is self-determined. Ten is the symbol of love and light, which create all that can be imagined, and also contains the cold, imagine. The and you look at the ten, imagine is the, the one, and ordain is the zero. Imagine it, and it shall be. Ordain it, and it will materialize. The power for manifesting creative content concepts into reality is inherent but it must be used with wisdom since the power for absolute creation contains the polarity power for absolute destruction self-discipline and infinite compassion must accompany the gift of the former to avoid the tragedy of the latter discipline must precede dominion unfortunately some ten people fail to realize their power potential and consequently harbor deep-seated feelings of frustration, causing them to feel unfulfilled and to occasionally behave in a somewhat proud and arrogant manner to cover such unnecessary feelings of inferiority. Unquote from the Chaldeans about the Ten's Wheel of Fortune. Um, I think you've uh, mastered the self-discipline already. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, a, it is a struggle, though, and I think, you know, for any writer, it definitely is, and definitely for me it is, too, to kind of 
just I think the hardest part of writing a book is just getting yourself in the chair, making yourself do it. And I, what you're talking about makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um, and that's your you know your life path too has a, there's a little little things about you always have to make sure uh, along the 28 life path, which is uh, referred to as the trusting lamb, that. Um, asks you to just make sure you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's with, with anybody that you, if you are going to join in partnerships and things, um, just to make sure that you're not trusting somebody too much mm-hmm. and not uh, being fully aware of, you know, what their side of things are. Um, but otherwise, it also allows this attraction to come to you. Um, it's just so, such a, a, a really fun and fascinating thing. Um, that happens. Now, you started writing. Now, when you, know, you went to Smith College, and we're going to get into all about, um, well, why don't you tell us about, a little bit about commencement, and then um, we will go from there. Okay. Commencement is a novel about four women who, as you said, meet at Smith College, and their first uh, semester, they are kind of thrown together in their dorm, and they're really nothing alike. They have very little in common, but they sort of slowly become very close, as, as you tend to do when you're kind of in close proximity. Uh, you either become friends or you never speak again, and in this case, <laughs> they become friends. Um, and the book sort of follows them through their 20s as they try to kind of make these friendships last, but also go off in very, very different directions. And I started writing it when I was about three years out of college myself and sort of um, beginning to see that, you know, some of the women I knew were thinking about getting married and settling down. Some of them were, were and still now, seven years later, are nowhere near thinking about that. And, <laughs> you know, uh, people going off, some people making a ton of money, some people being in the Peace Corps, some people doing, you know, law school, all different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of everyone kind of judging one another's choices or not being sure if anyone is making the right choice and constantly sort of comparing yourself to the choices that others are making. Um, I wanted to take a look at this sort of generation of women who have inherited this amazing legacy from the women of the generation before that, you know, now all these doors are open to young women. There are so many possibilities, so many opportunities. And now the question is, which one do you choose? And, you know, at the risk of closing a lot of other doors, which door do you walk through? Yeah. Well, it's a it's a stellar read. I mean, I couldn't put it down. Oh, thank you. And and I have to say, I have to thank you because, you know, I'm with what I do. I'm constantly. I, I rarely read for pleasure anymore, which is something I I really enjoy. Um, but I'm wanting to always fill my head with what I do, and so I mean, I've got more books in my library than I knew what to do with. I think, but. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the first book that I had read since Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> that, wow. that, that, that I was like, oh, my God, this is like, I, I'm so excited to just, like, g- go off into the journey of these four women. <laughs> I mean, they, they were all so, you could relate to all of them on some level, which I, I think um, anytime that you're, you're reading anything f- for that pleasure, I mean, if you don't have the hook, then w- there's no point. I mean, I can't keep reading if it's not even interesting. Right. And um, you're witty and funny, and and I just I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, oh, thank it was you so much. it was an amazing. Um, and I will also quote um, from because um, you were also um, in the uh, New York one of the New York Sunday Times uh, book reviews, and uh, Maria Russo. 
uh, says of your work, Sullivan's gifts are substantial. By the end, you're rooting for her to let her storytelling talents roam out into the less protected territory. And um, I have to totally agree with her because I was, it was one of those books when I put it down, I'm like, okay, when's the sequel coming out? Because <laughs> I wanted to know what was going to keep happening to them. <laughs> well, that's always the biggest uh, form of flattery is when people email me and ask for a sequel. And I recently had a woman email me um, with an attached Word document for what she thought should happen to each of the characters. It was amazing. I loved it. And are you going to take her advice? Well, you know, some of it was really good, I have to say. Some of it I'm not so sure about, but it was it was a really good, I loved it. It was just like, wow, just think, it was such an honor, you know, it was so lovely. Yeah, well, that that's, you know, because I, I remember when I put that E Pray Love down, I'm like, okay, I, I have to know what's going to happen next. I mean, yes. that, that's, that's the beauty of writing a really good book, is that you want more of it. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, we want more. Give us some more, please, please, exactly. please. Exactly. Oh, I hate when a good book ends. It's the worst. Yeah, it, it, it's um, yeah, it's almost like I'm so happy I got to read the good book, but now I'm kind of disappointed because it's over. <laughs> like, what exactly. am I going to do now? I need to find another. I need to find an another one. It's so challenging for me sometimes too to find books that I like. Like, you know, there's tons of them out there, but um, I'm kind of picky and choosy that way. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. What what I also see when we'll go into your um, uh, astrological chart a little bit. Um, what also makes you this like intensely need to write and why you're so just you know amazing at it is your natal mercury is exactly conjunct your sun sign at 17 degrees leo as well um which mercury in our charts um governs over our thinking mentality and our ability to communicate in whatever form that we choose to do it in um so for you communication is just so strong it's just there, you know, it's right on your sun, it's on your identity, it's it's in your character, and it's just, you know, if you didn't decide to become a writer, you know, you, you could have communicated on stage, I'm sure of it, I'm sure you can do that too, because um, you're doing, um, like, some tours with this, and, and you're going and doing some lectures and speaking and all those types of things, right? Yes, yeah, I've toured all over with it. Um and I did, when I was in high school, I did quite a bit of theater. I don't know if anybody, you know, would want to hear me sing any show tunes now. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always threatening to maybe do it somehow, do some community theater someday or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, you are in a real ear, and we'll get to your name a little later on, but I, I know you can carry a tune. I, I don't have any worries about that. <laughs> um, yeah. And, um, and interesting, now you started writing books, but further, uh, further back in your 20s, though, didn't you? You've written a few more, because I know about a couple of them. Yes, yeah. I, um, I actually, you know, I was just cleaning out uh, my apartment the other day, and I came across two full novels that I wrote in college, actually, that have never seen the light of day, which is a good thing. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, each of them is probably about 400 pages. So it's funny because once you write, you know, what's considered your first novel and it's published, then there's a certain um, sense of like, wow, you just wrote this one thing and it kind of, and it kind of took off. But in fact, you know, it's something that I've been doing forever and ever um, yeah. and really couldn't not do. Yeah. Well, those those little projects you just found, um, as I was talking earlier about the, the current Venus retrograde, it may be a perfect time to, to, to check them out and see if they're something you want to work with in the future, because you, this is a time when if you've created something already and it's not finished, 
that the, the Venus, the current Venus retrograde loves to revisit our creativity that we've already initiated though, however, not like you don't want to probably start writing a new book right now, but um, if you've like you said, you've got these two that you, you know, they haven't seen the light of day check them out, uh, this is definitely a great time to um, to, check th to check out those things and, um, and see what um, see what they might manifest for you. That's great thing to hear because I've actually just gotten for my next book, Maine, which is coming out in June. Um, the, the book itself is pretty much done, but I've just gotten the sort of copy edited manuscript, which I need to now go through and uh -huh. do all the edits on. So it sounds like that's good. Well, that's for perfect that. timing for that too. So, and you'll, you'll make the proper corrections. And, and they say, uh, if you revisit these projects, your already started projects under Venus retrograde, the things that you'll do to fix it and, and rework it will be like, miraculous like wow. it'll just bring out this this totally different type of energy to it that you may not have done if you had chosen to do it at another time so Interesting. you will edit that going to be going on for because i'm also a procrastinator so i want to know <laughs> the time i have <laughs> uh you have till the 18th of uh, november Perfect. You got a few Good. weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. Now the other fun things that I see in your chart that you have you've got your Venus. Oh, I hear a beep down there in New York. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> we know you're in New York when you hear beeping on the phone. You know. I can't hear you. That's the authentic Brooklyn background noise. There you go. <laughs> yes, we put sound effects in and everything. <laughs> Yeah, because you're actually from our uh, the other end of our state here. Yes, you're, indeed. You're from you're from officially from Boston. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very fun city. Mm-hmm. And how do you like the difference between New York and Boston? Well, it's um, you know I think New York is very vibrant and exciting, and I, I love living here. But um, I feel like I always need to. I think for some people, living in New York City kind of energizes them, and yes. for other people, it kind of it kind of saps your energy. And mm -hmm. I probably fall into the latter category, so I always need to leave every now and then and, and go off and see yeah, that's trees and the ocean and mm -hmm. all of this, in, in order to kind of plug back into being here. Yeah, interesting too, because we'll go back to that Mercury and that Sun for you in because you have the Gemini rising and. Um, it's at the seventh degree of Gemini, so that's what how we that's how we know you know we know the time that you're born, and that's what casts the f the full chart for you. So it, it determines how all parts of the zodiac are going to fall into different areas of your life and and manifest their energies, um, from from there on. And um, so with that seven degree Gemini rising, your natal sun and that. Um, Mercury, that's conjunct your sun, falls into what we call your fourth house, which is the cancer-ruled house, um, which is just the sign actually before you. So it gives you that need to be at home and, you know, enjoy the family and enjoy, you know, that security of, and, and cancers love the ocean, um, uh, but of course there are always big beachcombers too. Um, so like from the inside out, even though you are this Leo, I mean, you're this magical Leo soul um, doing all these things on the stage of life, but the inner part of you comes from this kind of, if you don't get that nurturing from the home life, you can't do that on the stage. It's like if you don't get that time to go home every so often and, and you know, get, get that feeling of security and that nurturing that, you know, home always does. And I know you have a great relationship with your mom. Mm -hmm. 
which we will thank her later for naming you so properly so that you can <laughs> manifest all these things that you're doing. Um, and now she's a Leo and my dad's a Cancer, so that's interesting. Interesting. Yes, yes, your mom's a stellar Leo, too. Yes, she is. Yes, Ooh, she she's is. She's a real Leo. <laughs> she's a, yeah, your mom's a three. She's very feisty. She's got an extra k kick oh, there, yeah. too. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Joyce, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Mom. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're always going to, and you'll always have that throughout your life. You know, you'll always be, have that, you know, the family's ultimately important to you. Um, yeah. You'll never, ever lose that. Um, but moving on to your fifth house, which is what your house of creativity is, and it's also the house that's naturally the properties of it are ruled by the lovely Leo energy. You've got your Venus here. You've got your part of fortune. You have your natal um, Saturn and your natal Jupiter, which um, you're also currently in your Saturn return, which is the first time that Saturn has come all the way back around to the natal point in the birth chart from when you were born. It took this many years for that to happen. Saturn moves kind of slow, and that's what he always teaches us, to don't go fast and be responsible, be wise, be patient. Um, so it's interesting that all of this has come out, you know, like you, you did your books in your 20s, um, some books in your 20s, but this was the one that gave you the kick. Um, because it was in the, you know, the total timing of Saturn said, okay, you've done all your, you, you've been responsible, Courtney, and so I'm going to give you some nice rewards because you've done all your homework. Um, and also your Venus is in 19 degrees of Virgo, which, of course, having that Gemini rising and having uh, a Venus in Virgo, that gives you such structure to write. That's all communication energy there. Um, so that also, like, boosts up that writing ability that you have. Um, and your part of fortune is in your house of creativity, which just means your creative nature is the most fortunate part, uh, one of the most fortunate parts of your life. And it's it, where if you pay attention to it, it will just flourish for you. So you're doing that too. You're honoring your creativity. And uh, your, sa your natal Saturn and your natal Jupiter are also conjunct. Your Saturn's at 6 degrees Libra and your Jupiter is at 7 degrees. So sometimes if you feel like you're a little bit blocked creatively, it's like that Jupiter's right there to be like, forget about it. Let's take this out. Of, let, let's just expand this. So um, a lot of people that I see with, with if they have um, that Saturn in the fifth house, sometimes they can't manifest their creativity as easily as they prefer. But with your Jupiter right there on top of your Saturn, it's like it kind of erases that for you. Huh. And you just feel driven to work all the time and work on your creativity because there's just so much that wants to come out of you because Jupiter is the planet of expansion so it brings everything to a whole um, you know it, it just it, you aim your arrows wherever they can possibly go so interesting. well guess what time it is Courtney do tell it is noontime here at WBCR LP 97.7 FM Great Barrington and um, We'll be right back with you, Courtney. Um, we have a few public service announcements to tell our local listeners, and um, we'll be back with you in just a few moments. Great, thank okay. you. Okay. So, what's happening in our Berkshire community today? What can we tell you about what's cooking in the fall here? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> what do we have? Oh, we just talked about the 
Nancy just talked about green drinks. How about, oh, this sounds like fun. The Colonial Theater presents Tommy Tune in Steps in Time, a Broadway biography in song and dance. Friday, the 12th of uh, November at 8 p.m., uh, nine-time Tony Award winner to- Tommy Tune teams with longtime collaborators, the Manhattan Rhythm Kings, for a personal look back at his incredible career. Featuring timeless standards, elegant choreography, and Tommy's own unique charm and warm-hearted humor. For more information, you can contact info at thecolonialtheater.org, 413-997-4444. Mm-hmm. For a little Tommy Tune action on November 12th. And then we have, what else do we have here? How about Miss Hall's School Seeks Volunteers for the Student Workshop? Miss Hall's School needs your help. We need mentors for the 11th Annual Money Matters Financial Literacy Workshops to be held Tuesday, November 16th, and Thursday, November 18th at the school's Holmes Road campus. Eighth grade girls from across Berkshire County are expected to attend the program, which provides them with a foundation of financial understanding. Volunteer mentors who need not have special financial training, work and life experiences are sufficient preparation, are asked to commit to one of the program's two days. Mentors usually work in pairs with small groups of girls, taking their cues from the facilitator and helping girls carry out instructions. For more information or to register, please contact Sari Moon, Sandy Moon, excuse me, <laughs> administrative assistant to the head of school at, at Miss um, Hall School, and the number there is 413-395-7027 or smoon at misshalls.org. And you can also uh, give a contact to David Smith. Uh, he is their communications manager, and he's also at 413-395-7270. And that's what's happening uh, a couple things happening in our uh, local Berkshire community. So, you're listening to Sharita Star, and I welcome you back to the second half of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number here on WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. And today, my very special guest is New York Times bestselling author J. Courtney Sullivan. We've been having oh so much fun celebrating her amazing star secrets and why writing novels has made all the difference with her success and accomplished writing career. You can find Courtney on the web at www.jcourtneysullivan.com and find her on Facebook. Uh, she's also, uh, she has her own uh, J. Courtney Sullivan page. And welcome back to the show. Thank you. Yes. So, um, oh, what other fun stuff are we going to talk about? Yes. Yeah, so what's happening now? So we, we were talking about all this energy that's in your um, fifth house that, that's also part of all of this creative, this, this you know, need for you to to. You know, it's not like you were the type of person that was meant to go out and get a desk job, you know, where you would be probably mundanely bored all day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, You just have so much of this creativity within you that that needs to, you know, come out in some way, shape, or form. Um, And with the Saturn right now, right now he's actually at 11 degrees. He's past your, um, he's past your natal Saturn, but you really just like, you know, it was... um, over like in September, he was right on it, uh, you know, like right on that point. I don't know what was happening in September, but um, and and you may have felt, you know, maybe things were just a little more challenging in, in certain areas. But um, as as he crossed over that uh, natal Jupiter too, it just it just created some new new stirs for you. Um, 
And that is, you know, really, um, and then you've got another until you're 60. He's going to take him another 30-something years or almost 30 years to get all the way back around your chart again. So, um, so this is where the, the time in your life where, you know, things creatively, if you've done your homework all these years, which you have, um, you welcome, welcome to the gifts. <laughs> wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because, you know, you, you started and, you know, your career took, um, you know, very, you know, good leaps and bounds, um, you know, earlier on. And, uh, you know, because most people, you know, think, oh, my God, we have to, what, what are we going to do? What if I haven't done anything by the time I'm 30? And um, when we look to numbers in our birth chart, we also see, um, different spans of time in our life and when things are, are, are meant to manifest. Um, and they say we're not really meant to do a lot of things before that sudden return that we, we really want to, to, to say, okay, I'm going to live the rest of my life this, this way, like getting married or deciding to have children. Um, right. what, what is my career going to be for the rest of my life? Right. Um, and when we get into what we call period cycles with numbers, and this is just taking, um, understanding that you're born in the eighth month on the 10th day and, and in that year of 1981. And there's three divisions of time in your life. And because you're following this um, one life path, when you were 26, that was the time in your life when you did everything that was all about your true self-discovery and finding out who really J. Courtney Sullivan is all about. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you turn 27, that's when the talent started really coming out in a way that they had never shown themselves to you before. Huh. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and that was when, I believe your first book came out when you were like 24. You were still young then, right? Younger? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, not that the, and that was still part of, that book at that time was part of that learning and self-discovery. Which is why now, now that you've crossed over into this whole second period of life, and you crossed over into the true energy of what this whole 10 meaning is in your life as well. So that's where this, I mean, like things seemingly exploded <laughs> at, at 27. Yeah. They, they really just went to this whole other level. And your Saturn return wasn't quite happening yet because Saturn just went into Libra um, over this past summer. So now it's, it's really, it, now you're really in your Saturn return. And then all the things that are, you know, going to be starting to come and continue to happen over the next couple of years until it enters Scorpio in the fall of 2012, um, you know, will be, you're going to know. And are you, you're not married yet, no? Not yet, nope. Good. <laughs> Smart girl. Because you weren't meant to do that before now anyway. So never have any reservations that, that maybe there was an opportunity you should have taken or not. Because getting married, typically getting married before the Saturn return, um, is it, unless you know, like really know, it, it, it always seems not to be the right choice. I know, and I know a lot of people that, you know, you, you hear of your high school sweethearts or, you know, obviously, like, like some of the girls in the, um, in the book, that you know, they meet people in college and, and you think that that's the person you're meant to be with the rest of your life. Right. Um, it's not that you can't experience the relationship with them up until that Saturn return, but don't make the decision to commit to it fully until the Saturn return has unfolded. Yeah. Because right. then you'll know. Okay, is this really the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? Because <laughs> you never know what might happen during that sudden return to change your mind. Um, you, know, you had told me, and I think it was when I was 26, mm -hmm. that you had told me 
it will be, and I had just broken up with someone, and, and you said it's going to be two years until you have a new uh-huh. real, you know, relationship. Yeah. And I, my mother was making fun of me about this the other night because she <laughs> reminded me about it. She said, you know, you were so mad. You were like, well, two years. I can't possibly wait that long. But, you know, it, exa- it was exactly two years. Yep. And then um, in that two years is when I wrote commencement when a lot of things happen as you exactly as you just described so. mm-hmm. yeah because you, you know what yourself. too you decided to focus on yourself yes exactly. and guess what happened you pay, you paid attention to yourself and you were happy with what was going on there so that allowed that to attract to you yes that's how it works yeah. and and if you didn't take that the opportunity to 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 focus on you you wouldn't have you you, you certainly could have attracted something else but it may not have been the right thing either yeah. so good for you Thanks. <laughs> you know, it, it's like w- society conditions us to be so, you know, into like this, oh, we've got to do this now. And, and, and it's like everything has its own divine timing. Yeah. You know, some people don't hit this kind of success that you have until they're in their 40s because that's when it's meant to show up. You know, it, it just depends on the soul and who you are and what you're here to do right. and, and what's meant to happen. So, um and it's interesting because you're still going to be... Now, the other thing that our number charts tells us is that we have these things called pinnacles. And um, they are little different chunks of time. Now, you are still in your first pinnacle of life, which is going to be till you're 35. So you may not even decide to, to, to do any of the marriage thing until maybe that point. But, I mean, they can certainly happen before then. But you're in what we call the nine. It's a nine pinnacle, and it is about having a little bit of fame and celebrity. So you were you definitely hit the mark, too, because you've got that underlying guidance that you were meant to be, you know, it's meant to, to bring you, like, to a universe. Like, the universe knows who you are. Or at least, uh, certainly, the the nation does. <laughs> and we're gonna, you're gonna keep I'll building on that. And and yeah, and you have um, at, when you turn 36, you're gonna, you have two pinnacles. Uh, then these are nine year chunks of time from 36 to 44, from 45 to 53. You're in in two. Um, two, what we call a two pinnacle. It's the energy of the two that will be guiding you, and that's where I see. You get the home life, the family life, the, the, the cooperation with another person, you know, to the point that, you know, you're doing that whole family thing that you really like of your own, you know, that's, that's blossoming, you know, it has nothing to do with your own family, but it's, it's more of what you're going to be doing for yourself and creating, creating your own family that way. And so then, that's at 36, you said, right? yeah, 36, um, you'll get the nurturing bug. Do you feel like having a baby anytime soon? You know, <laughs> off and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leos always want something to protect, so that that, that is one thing about them. If, when, when they become parents, they're very uh, protective parents. Yes. Um, <laughs> very, very good that way with that. But you'll have this innate nurturing, like, urge at 36. It, it'll just hit you out of the blue. Um, and, and it may be that, you know... Y- you could find many ways to nurture things, but th- that's certainly when I see that that can show up um, very strongly for you. And then when you turn 54, you enter your fourth pinnacle, which will be for the remainder of your life. And um, you also enter your third period at that time, too, which is back to the one um, because, you know, you're, um, you're under the 19 then. And then the fourth pinnacle is all about the 27. So you're back to that nine again at the end of your life um, or at the, for the remainder of your life. So what you'll, you'll keep doing what you're doing and it'll be well known. It'll be all over the place. 
Um, <laughs> it'll be very, very exciting. That's so, wonderful. yeah. And, uh, and also f fun that I find in your chart, you, you have a, um, your natal moon is in Sagittarius. So you've got, uh, and that falls in your seventh house of relationships. It's sometimes interesting for you to figure out what you want to commit to in the relationship because you're just not sure about them. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. It, it brings you, you, you really, um, you don't rush into things. Yes that right. way you're not a rusher into the thing uh in, into like relationships in that that way um any kind of relationship really doesn't even necessarily need to be the romantic one but it's any partnership that you have um in your life you're you kind of just assess it first and see what's see what's happening with that mm -hmm. um but it also emotionally if you didn't write you would also be it's like if you didn't choose to write or express yourself in the way that you do it would kind of cause you to be kind of depressed if, if you didn't have a way to let it all out. Um, yeah. that, that is certainly, you're emotionally comforted by writing. Um, it makes you like totally thrilled. You know, if you don't go out on a Saturday night and you stay home and write, you're, you're happy with that option. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do we have here? So now, right now, you're in this, um, and I think when I'm, I think when I met you, you were coming into that harvest year, and that was when you did publish your first book, um, and that was the year of where you, you know, even you were still doing that learning, self-discovery, all those types of things, you um, still got recognized for what you were good at and what you were meant to be doing. Um, and then from 07 to 08 was when you crossed over from that first period to the second period, and then... 2008 was your year of new beginnings and that was when all if it was new it was for you <laughs> in that way and now I'm assuming you met the did, now did you meet now you're in, in you're in a relationship now yes yes and now what when did you um, meet uh, we met when did we meet uh, June of last year so we've been dating you know almost a year and a half so you met in June of 2009 Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. So yeah. So you were just finishing up your one year. So that was a new beginnings uh -huh. for you. Um, and then uh, you were, you know, a month later, you went right into your two energy, which was about the kind of like the soulmate kind of year, it's the year where you learn a lot about cooperation and all of those new beginnings that cropped up in 2008. You naturally nurture them and give them a little water and get your seeds to grow a little bit. And this year is all about is just expansion for you. It's you know. And your creativity is even higher than it normally is. Um, yeah, really fun stuff. Um, next year, you lay down a little bit more structure in your life. And, and you can look at what you're doing right now from 2008. And uh, in these years, you're, you're kind of building another foundation in your life. So you had one wall go up in 08. The second went up in 09. The third's going up this year. And 2011 will be about putting up that fourth wall, making that foundation nice, solid, and strong, upon which by 2012, and that Saturn return will be over, everything will blossom and change. Hmm. And, yeah, and, and if we think we already, if people don't know who you are now, they'll definitely know who you are then. <laughs> <laughs> it will just keep growing, as they say. Hmm. Um, now, Back to this, these, these fun things um, with, with the name. Um, 
you know, our names have, uh, you, you know, you were born. Now, you're, the J stands for? In Julie. Your, Julie. Okay. Well, we, we won't tell anybody that, even though we just said it on the air. Um, between all of us here. Yeah. Well, you know, and I also have to say, you know, going to a, another, um, you know, amazing writer who uses the initial J, and I think we all know she's responsible for the Harry Potter. Um, ah. th this seems to be a little bit of a kick. <laughs> that if, if you have the J in front of your... Um, Real name, then uh, the, the, the <laughs> you're <a> set. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. I mean, it's just like amazing. Um, now, when we have our names, not only do, and we're going to get into your lexagrams, which um, kind of seal the deal for you. Um, your lexagrams are beyond revealing and staggering evidence of how this, the, the, the lexagram, the art of lexagrams actually works. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about when we have names, every letter in the alphabet holds a numerical vibration um, so we can look at our names and see what is um, what's the energy behind all of that um, that'll all add up to a number and then we, we do the, ma the magical formula so the name J Courtney Sullivan um, has the carries the name expression of the 35 which kind of like that 17 degrees um, Leo Sun you have and the 17 degree uh, Mercury um, in Leo both in Leo that's the 17 1 and 7 reduces to 8 and when you take a number like the 35 that your name expresses itself as we also find the 8 is guiding you which is the lovely Mr. Saturn again um, which is about the patience the responsibility um, doing things you know um, understanding that you're gonna learn through your experiences um, and a great deal of wisdom goes behind that. But you are also guided to just your career will take you. And your name expression has a lot to do with your career. Um, it's how it's where you get like your your also your driving work ethic um, that you're driven to work. Like sometimes you may not be even having enough fun lately. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That, you know, you're just out there like, you know what, I, I, I got to write right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't go out and do this, you know, that's if you have a deadline true. or, you know, you got stuff that you feel. And so that's where that, that energy is guiding you in, in that strength there for sure. Um, yeah. So, um, but if you do get married, uh, you, 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 it, um, and when all that manifests, um, we'll have to talk about if you do decide to change a name, which you probably won't, but, um. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you will. Uh, your energy is too strong to, to keep it for yourself. Um, so, um, I, 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 I wouldn't, and I wouldn't recommend that you changed your name anyway. Because it, it, it works. Um, it works for you, for sure. It, it gives you... Um, Leo's need, you know, it's interesting because you have all of this, you know, you're guided by the one, you're guided by... The, you're a Leo one soul walking down a one life path. So you're, it's all about the one and it's all about that sun energy. Um, and Leos do love to play like amazingly, you know, that's who, you know, the lion loves to have some fun, but, um, your name expression is fabulous because it gives you the grounded energy and that, you know, that responsibility of Saturn to work, you know, so it gives you a nice, nice balance for that. So it, it, it works extremely well. Now, these, these lexagrams that um, occur, 
Lexagrams, as, as I don't always do these, but your name was such an incredible example of this that I, I couldn't possibly leave it out of the story here. Um, so when you take the title, J. Courtney Sullivan, you can anagram, we anagram from your name. So basically we disutilize the letters that are contained within your name and we spell other words with them. And then you t take it and you poetically phrase it to tell your story. And this is what J. Courtney Sullivan has to tell us. Yes, Courtney is sent on a true sun trail, all in one as a Leo. Yes, Courtney's career is set to rise as a star novelist. Courtney can sell a ton of novels, eons on. <laughs> Courtney sure is a stellar tale teller. Courtney is a clever tale teller in a true style. Courtney's novels are all cast in a real verve. Quote, New York Times Book Review. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney can sure tell a true love tale. So I don't know if there's a romance novel in your future, but... Um, Interesting. I'm actually thinking of writing something of a love story next. Well, I'm sure that's going to be a, a, a wonderful project because <laughs> that's in there. Um, yes, Courtney sure lives it real as Courtney tells a tale. And here's the biggest prediction that I see, that uh, because after I read your book, I thought to myself, well, my goodness, this could definitely be taken to other places. And this is what I, I truly see where your work will go and where you'll get opportunities and people are going to ask you for these types of things. Yes, Courtney's novels are to turn to star TV venues later on as actors are to tell Courtney's tales. So I do think that your work is going to like either get film opportunities or people are going to ask you to, you know, take it to, to maybe a TV show or, you know, something like that. You totally, it's there. Or, and, and you can also spell, you know, Courtney is a stellar actor. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to get on stage, my dear, and, and return to that, that I, I see that, that that can work for you um, amazingly. That so. is fantastic. Well, I'm going to have to torture my boyfriend with that because I'm always telling him I'm going to get into the community theater and just embarrass yeah. him to high heaven. Well, that's okay. <laughs> now, when's your boyfriend's um, birthday? His is June 11th. 1976. Oh, how nice. He's a Gemini. You have the Gemini rising. That is fabulous. Is that good? Yes. Oh, good. A Gemini and a Leo get along great. Air and fire can hang out with each other. He's an air sign. You're the fire sign, you know. Um, anytime you have a, um, if you're connected with somebody who is the sun sign of your ascendant, it's like the energy is just so easy. It's so yeah. easy to make it flow because you naturally get him. Your ascendant and that Gemini rising is how you approach everything, um, which is why you approach the world with writing and wanting the, this urge to communicate. Um, and it's also why I think, wh what did you say it was going to be written on your tombstone? I'll get back to you or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sir. Sorry for the delay. <laughs> Sorry for the delay. Because, you know, Gemini energy, it is, you know, understandably, it's the sign that, that does govern duality. So it's like you kind of also feel on the approach, you could go off in either direction. And it's like, I, I've got this one thing to do, but I've got to go over here. Right. So <laughs> that's where that shows up from, um, which is just fine. Um Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys, oh, and you're with your Saturn and your Jupiter. Yeah. I, I, I like your alignment with him. Good. For sure. Good. For sure. I don't know all of his charts, but I'm just looking at your planets, and, and I, um, 
definitely. He, he, he really makes you feel like you're emotionally complete. Yes, definitely. Yes, because he, he supplies the other side of your moon that's lacking. Because you've got the Sag moon and he's a, 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 a um, Gemini sun. It's like he's got this way of he brings to you what you don't have. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That is um that's fabulous. Well, I wish you all the best with that. Oh, thank you. Let's well, see. First, I think the first maybe six or seven guys I ever dated starting in high school were all Sagittarius. Isn't that weird? Really? Oh, yeah. that's where Oh, well, you know, I mean, that's the beginning of your 7th house. And, you know, I think it maybe in your earlier years, you know, they, they, they probably brought you some sort of emotional comfort. But, um, and of course, a Sag and a Leo are going to get along great. Um, but you like a man who's, who's, who's about the freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That he doesn't pin you down. Yeah. Too. That is um, very, very important. Yeah. Well, I see why you gravitated to the, uh, to the Sages for sure. But um, but I like this. There's something about like you know I I don't know you don't always have to follow that oh that the sign that sits in your seventh house has to be the sign you marry it, it or that you connect with the best not necessarily it's just what what's the energy behind what you value about your relationships yeah. as well I mean they some astrologers you know stick to it it's the ultimate marriage partner and it's you got to look at the whole chart there's so many other things going on here you know multitudes of of things and I like that he's a two he's a master number so you, you'd be a nice completed one and two with him it's like oh. you'd have a nice rhythm with him too that that creates a really wonderful balance that's good so wow so i'm i'm so excited to have had you here today courtney this has been um a treat oh it was a delight i loved it thank you so much yeah we finally um let me just gotta cue that up there we go um I'm so looking forward to Maine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'll be finishing it this week, and now I know that it's a good time to be doing that. So yes. Oh, you're going to have so much fun and enjoy the, the further inspiration that will come out of you uh, because of that. Um, it, it's going to be amazing. Thank you so much. So, well, we're going to have you back when Maine's on, on the charts next year. and Ooh, um, I love that. Yeah, and we'll talk all about that and um, go from there. Thank you so much, Sharita. This has been fabulous. Wonderful. Yes, and we'll have the podcast up, so, um, you know, we, it, it'll be ho hopefully be forever instilled, and um, we can listen back and have fun with it. Fabulous. <laughs> All right. You. Well, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. You too. Have a great day. All right. You too, my dear. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. So we wholeheartedly thank you, Courtney, for joining us today. Again, you can find J. Courtney Sullivan on the web at www.jcourtneysullivan.com. And look for her on Facebook under her J. Courtney Sullivan page. You've been listening to What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number with me, Sharita Starr. Be sure to check in on our blog, sharitastarradio.blogspot.com. Remember, if you've got a question or a comment, please email me. You can go right to our website here at www.berkshireradio.org because we really do want to know what you think. So leave us a comment. We value your opinion and your voice matters to us. Stay tuned. You are listening 
to WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. We'll see you next time for another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number on the 16th of November with special guest astrologer Deborah Clement of Anchored in Astrology, who will be joining me for another Not to Miss Hour. Deborah will be sharing her expertise on the realms of career and what value our nadir ch- charts have to share about where to properly point ourselves for the best success. We hope you are better from our hour together. Namaste and much love to you, my dear star. Right now